Yes, Lord, an, an anthem of praise from this place to your throne tonight. You're worthy of all honor and you're worthy of all glory. Lord, we have gathered for you tonight. We're thankful for the things that we receive, but really we're gathered in your name and for your purposes. So here we are, Lord, your people, again gathered to worship you and we've been worshiping you and to praise you. This is what we were designed for, Lord. This is what the Maker designed us. He gave us bodies that we might praise you, mouths that we might praise you, hearts that could be lifted up. It really is all about you, Lord. Help us to see that. So many things in this world tell us the news and TV and the media and society tells us always that it's all about us. But really, Lord, that is a roadway to disaster and unhappiness. But Lord, the road to peace and grace and joy, true fulfillment, is to know it's all about you. Lord, worship puts our lives in context. Worship lets us know who we are and who we aren't. That we are mortal children of God, but we're not God. We're not the center. You are the great sun and we are the satellites that orbit you, Lord. As a Lord, we put ourselves... We're just grateful to be here tonight, Lord. Grateful to spend some time together in your presence, gathered for you. We know that your eyes are upon us and you're watching us always, but especially tonight, you're watching us. Your eyes are on us. You see us, and although we don't see you naturally, we see you in our hearts and we see you working in our lives, Lord. Lord, help us to see more of you and less of the enemy in our lives. More of your grace and less of sin. Help us, Lord. It's so easy for us to become negatively minded. We want to be Christ-minded. Oh, God, visit us with your Spirit tonight. Holy Spirit, we wait for you. We ask that you would come and visit. You're here already, but we ask that you come and visit a little bit more strongly in our lives. We meet with you and encounter you in these, what we've called Holy Spirit fire services. We hope you don't mind us calling them that, Lord. It's our intention that we have you, Holy Spirit, and that we catch some of your fire. We don't mean to be presumptuous, but we do wish to be pursuers of your grace and mercy and knowledge and faith. We do wish to pursue you, Lord. So we ask that you would grace us tonight. Thank you for what you're already doing. We ask for more of you. We ask that you would come into this service, into our lives in strong ways and do works on the inside as well as works on the outside. Lord, the greatest thing you can do is change our hearts. And that's the first thing. That's the priority. And that's what we ask. You will continue the inner work in our hearts because we desperately need you in our hearts. We desperately. Lord, without you, there is no health in us. But you are our healing, Lord Jesus. And your Holy Spirit brings you to us. You can bring us insights and awarenesses that we've not had before. You can take insensitivity and make it sensitive, Holy Spirit. You can change hardness, bring softness. Can open our eyes to see things we've never seen in the Word and also to see things that we've never seen in our lives. Lord, we thank you that when you show us 
that which still needs to be healed in our lives. We aren't disheartened or discouraged. Because sometimes we need you to show us what's in our lives so that we can yield it to you. God, we don't want to be like those that see the specks in other people's eyes and can't see the log in our own. Lord, show us the log so that you might remove these things that are impairing our spiritual vision. Lord, we want 2020 spiritual vision. We want 2020 spiritual vision in our own hearts that we might see because our hearts are so deceitful. We want 2020 vision to see your work. Lord, we want to see you. We want to see you in this fallen, broken, terrible world. You created it so wonderfully, so marvelously. Lord, when you created the world and everything in it, you said it was good. And now it's a broken mirror of your goodness. Fleeting wisps of grace and mercy from the original creation is still there. But Lord, there's so much fallenness. We all end up dying. But thank God that there is a resurrected son of the living God came to earth to begin to put things right. So although there is a process of decay externally, we thank you that there is a process in the inner heart of those that are yielded to you, that we are being renewed on the inside when we yield to you. Lord, thank God we're not the people we were a year ago. Lord, let that be our testimony, that we're not what we were, that God has changed us for the better, that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is beginning to manifest and the way that we're responding to people is better than it used to be. Not that we're doing things outwardly, but it's something that's coming from an inner work on the inside. Lord, we are your temples. Fill us. Our bodies are your temples. Our lives are your temples. They weren't made for the profane things. They were made for the holy things. Lord, we're so precious in your sight. Fill us, we pray. Fill us with your grace and your mercy. Move in our lives. Let there be works of God. We thank you for the gifts of the Spirit that are in operation. Have your way, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. It's good to see you here at our Holy Spirit fire service. We changed the name because we wanted to change the direction that we were going in these evenings. Uh, we're very grateful for what happens in these evenings, but we felt we should have a change of emphasis. Um, and we're not claiming anything, but we're pursuing everything. So when we say Holy Spirit fire service, we're not claiming anything that we aren't, or, but we are pursuing something that we want to be. And one of the major things that are in this service is that we would have time to, to catch on fire with God. Jesus said, you will be, uh, John the Baptist said, I baptize you in water, but one is coming that is mightier than me. I can't, I can't even tie his shoes, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That fire is the passion of the Holy Spirit. The flesh wars against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and it's the fire of God that sets us in the right direction. You know, you set the sails of your life either to the flesh or to the spirit. And uh, as we turn our focuses from fleshly things and sinful things, 
and, and turn them to wonderful things and delightful things. Do you know we don't think about the delightful things enough? We're living on earth and there's so much that is not delightful unless you live in a little bubble. Sometimes we can hide in a little bubble of existence, but God or the enemy will burst that bubble and then we'll find out what's... But we need to focus on the good things. Set your mind on things that are above, the Bible says. And so here in these evenings, we just want to catch something of God in our lives. We want to catch a bit of fire, a bit of spark, a bit of flame, so that God might burn stronger in our hearts. And as he inflames and burns in our hearts, not only will our passions begin to be directed in the right level, not only will they begin to be fruit of the Spirit coming out of our lives, not only will the flesh weaken in its power in our lives, but we will also find that we are better empowered for God's service. Now, the reason I don't have a pulpit is for my benefit, not yours, believe it or not, because I want, I want to prophesy. These are prophesyings in this, these evenings. I don't see it as preaching time. Someone says, what's your sermon title? I don't have one. I have a theme, I have a scripture, but I don't have a sermon title, because if I begin to think in that way, I will get into five o'clock teaching mode. And if I have a pulpit in front of me, I'll get into preaching, teaching mode, which is great, but this is meant to be prophesying mode. So although I do my homework and I do my study, really I just want to stand in front of you and give whatever the Holy Spirit wants to give and be open to the gifts of the Spirit just as he wants, however he wants. And so the pulpit away is for my benefit, to help me uh, keep the right focus. And... uh, uh, we, we had some words of knowledge last week, and I just thought I'd share with you, if you were here last week, I had a word for a Claire, do you remember that? And I kept going on about Claire, you're in this place, and where are you, and all these things. Well, I was right and I was wrong, because I got an email from Claire uh, on, on last Monday, and uh, she was watching via internet. And so she said that, yeah, I know... <laughs> She was on the internet, and she said to me, everything you said, everything was absolutely spot on, but I wasn't in the service. So I said, well, I guess I got that wrong then, which I did. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. You know, we prophesy in part. And so I was thinking, how did I get it wrong? Then I realized what I was doing is sometimes when you prophesy and you get a name, in the past, I've had to really work hard to encourage that person to respond because you're like, well, what's it, you know? He's got, a, he's got my name, but what's he going to do to me? Is he going to be embarrassed me? Is he, what's he going to call out all my sins? And I would never do that even if I was shown them. Um, what's going to happen? So sometimes in the past, I, I've had to push people to come out so that they can get blessed. So I think I got into that mindset last time, where, and then I got it into... And also, I think, to be honest, in my mind, I was thinking, the easiest thing in the world is to, is to say, there's a Claire here, isn't there? Oh, she must be on the internet somewhere in the world. And I was sort of like, you know, where nobody can verify. And so I think working in my mind was, I was thinking, oh, she's here, but she's not responding. Or, and then I thought, oh, maybe she's in the internet. And I thought, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm going to stand up and get it, I'd rather get it wrong. Well, I did get it wrong. I got the building wrong. But she was watching on the internet and she sent herself, Chris, an email 
And, uh, and it was wonderful, actually, because uh, she was a young girl here at Kensington Temple many, many years ago. In fact, when I was at the Portchester congregation just up the road um, for a number of years, she was there with her sister. She's probably watching tonight, Claire. She was there with her sister and her mother who looked after the children's things. So it was good to touch base. Anyway, I just thought I'd share, you, share with it, you with that. And um, um, the, the, the word I've got today, or the scripture I've got to share with you today is from 1 Peter, and the actual scripture is verse 8, 1 Peter 8, but I'm going to, uh, to give it some context by starting in verse 6, but the, the, the phrase is 8. Verse 6, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now here it is. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Fascinating place that Peter was speaking into in people's lives. And what a verse 8, though you've not seen him, you love him, though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Or in the original Greek, glorified joy. Now that passage, or that verse is just amazing. And it's my prayer that increasingly we will experience what that description of those that Peter is speaking about. And I like the context because he says, you know, some of you are experiencing difficulties on earth and if you're experiencing them, some experiencing of difficulties is necessary. There are some unnecessary experiences of difficulty. I hope that you are experiencing something right now that is unnecessary in your life. You don't need to. You say, what do you mean experience something that is unnecessary? To experience something or a problem that is really of your own rebellious making. When I look back on my life, when you look back on your life, even as a Christian, there are things I've gone through that were really my own fault. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not talking about my own fault by mistake or I was just growing up. That's different. The Lord covers those things. But sometimes with a bad attitude or, or going after something that's wrong for us or backsliding, we can create, create problems and issues that God never meant us to go through. Just think back in your life of all the things that you went through that were negative that actually God never wanted you to go through. And if your heart had been orientated to him, you wouldn't have gone through. Do you know what I'm talking about? Broken relationships, arguments, um, going off into things you shouldn't have got involved in. And, and sometimes we're still being healed from things that happened many years ago, aren't we, if we're honest? You know, sometimes the things that happened many years ago, we're still, when I say paying the consequence, I don't mean 
by God's light. You, but you know, we still feel its effects. Let me put it that way. Isn't that right? But Peter says, if necessary. In other words, there are things that we do face in this world that are necessary. You say, what are they necessary for? They're necessary for the purifying of the heart on the inside. And we're talking and labeling these evenings Holy Spirit fire service. And there's fire in this scripture. Because it speaks about gold. And that gold goes into the fire. And when it's in the fire, it is refined so that it is purer and more beautiful. And Peter says, look, if you're going through some necessary things, if you're not going through some necessary things, if you're going some, through some things that you shouldn't be going through, step out of it by the grace of God. Don't, some of you may be on a road that is going in the wrong direction. May I encourage you by the Holy Spirit that perhaps I see a picture of the Holy Spirit coming to people, actually, I see it right now. I see some of you, maybe some of you on internet as well, I'm not making that mistake again. I see some of you well, we'll just say we're one congregation, internet and building. And I see some of you, and I see some of you, you're walking down a wrong road. You're walking down a wrong, you're going up down the wrong path. Wrong path. I'm not talking about decision. You know it as well. You're going down, you're going down a wrong path. A slippery slope. And it's going to get slipperier and slipperier, if that's the right English. You're going down the wrong path. And I see the Holy Spirit coming to you today and he's stopping in your path and he's saying, stop. Turn around. Take my hand. You're going down the wrong path. That might be a word for you. You say, what do I do? You do what the Holy Spirit said. You stop, you turn around and you take his hand and you walk with him in the way that he wants to lead you. How do you deal with the works of the flesh? How do you deal with the negative things in your life? You keep in step with the Spirit. If you walk by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. In other words, if you walk with the Spirit, in relationship with the Spirit, he's the senior partner, you're the junior partner, if you walk with him, with him, step by step, then you won't have to worry about those negative things because he will lead you away from them. And so that's a prophetic word for some of, us, some of us tonight. Now, this gold is refined. And it's refined for a purpose. God is at work. It's found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus. It's the genuineness of your faith, that it says, that's tested. What does that mean? What we need more than ever in our lives is a genuine faith. Something that's genuine, you know? And you can get different types of gold-colored things, can't you? I mean, you can get plastic in a gold, co gold color. You can get gold-plated, can't you? And then you can get different grades of gold, can't you? Uh, can you get eight carat, is it? Nine carat, then 18 and 20 what? There's disagreement in the house. 24, is it? Is that the highest? 24. So you've got these nine carat, 18, 
24. God wants us to have 24 carat faith. It's all right if you've got nine carat today. That's all right. The fact is, if you've got faith, you've got gold. You hear what I'm saying? You've got gold. If you've got faith, you've got gold. But the question is, how refined is it? And how pure is it? It says the genuineness of your faith. If you believe in Jesus, you're saved. If you just simply, in your heart, believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose again, you're saved. There's no work that you can do to get into heaven. Jesus did the work on your behalf. You just accept the free gift. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and raised from the dead, you're born again. You've got gold in you. You've got the gold of faith. God's given it to you. But that doesn't mean that the gold has been refined. What God wants to do is he wants you to discover the genuineness of the faith that is inside you. And in order to discover how genuine your faith is, you say, what do you mean genuine? I mean it is the real thing. I mean that God's faith in your life works. I mean it's genuine, it's not fake. And what happens, how do you know the genuineness of your faith? When you need to use it. When you need to believe God for things that are not. Faith believes God for things that are not. Faith calls those things that are not as though they were. Faith deals with reality. And faith deals with circumstances and believes God's word. So faith is, is only seen and experienced as genuine when you come across situations where you need to believe God for. And every time you believe in God, for, not just for yourself, but for other people, you might be believing for somebody else that's in a difficulty, praying for someone. Every time you put your faith to work against the principles of this fallen, broken, devilish world, when you put your faith to work, when you believe God, trust God, pray with faith, seek God, when you release your faith, what's happening is, you will discover that your faith is real. Amen. That your faith indeed can speak to mountains. That your faith indeed can bring about the miraculous. That your faith can indeed stop the mouth of lions, change the course of events, reverse the curse of the earth. That your faith actually has power, but unless it's put to work, then you'll never discover all the genuineness of that gold. You see, don't think that you've got gold-plated faith, because you haven't. Don't, don't think, oh, what, if I believe God, what if he lets you down? He's given you gold. You don't have plastic faith. But how will you know the difference between wearing a gold ring and a plastic ring if you never chest, tech, chest, uh, check? So if you've got like a plastic gold ring, you can easily scratch that, can't you? Say, that's not gold. But if you don't test it, you'll never know. Someone could give you some fool's gold or something that, 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 is, that looks gold and you put it on your ring and then, you know, five months later, ladies, you, 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 your finger's green and you think, who is this bloke? <laughs> so why? Because you tested it. You tested it. So sometimes there's a fear and I sense in, 
in the spirit that some people are fearful of stepping out in faith because they're wondering whether the faith may fail. What if God lets me down? What if, what if, it, what, what, what if God doesn't lead me? No. And what can happen is you then withdraw from dealing with the things that need to be dealt with, the kingdom of God. And then you go into a little bubble. But God wants you to put your faith to the test. And what will happen is, God will lead you in your own personal journey, you will see that your faith is true. You, you'll see that it's real gold. But you'll also find that as you're putting your faith to test, that you find out that when you believe in God, sometimes you have fainting fits, spiritual fainting fits. One day you believe in God for everything, the next day you don't even want to get out of the duvet. You've had a fainting fit. One day, God, it's me and you, you and me, together, we can do it, just the two of us. You're singing that song, just the two of us. And the next day, it's like, you've left me. What's that? It's the impurities. Don't be discouraged when, as you step out for God, and trust God and follow God, don't be discouraged that when you do that, you find impurities coming up. You find mistakes. You find bad attitudes. You have fainting fits, spiritual faint. Don't. That's just God purifying your faith. And you may start with nine-carat faith, but if you, if you start putting that faith to work, it will become 16, did we say? 18-carat faith. And then you put that 18-carat faith to work. Less impurities in 18-carat. You put that 18 character, you, you keep going, you keep believing, you go, you, you keep praying, you keep trusting. That 18 will go to? 24, thank you, I haven't a clue, have I? 24 carat faith. And you know what? When, when you grow in faith, you grow in life. You grow in life. When you grow in love, when you grow in faith, when you grow in truth, when you grow in hope, you grow as a person. And when you grow as a person, Life has more meaning. Hallelujah. But that's the background. But then it talks about, though you have not seen him, you love him. I love this. Let, let this be us increasingly. Though we've not seen him, we love him. And though we do not now see him, we believe in him. How wonderful. This is what it's all about. This was the pinnacle of maturity that Peter was speaking at. You don't see him, but you love him. How can you love somebody you don't see? Well, you might not see him, but you can experience him. You can talk to him. You can hear him. You know, in, how, how can a, a blind person fall in love with somebody? It's possible. Of course it's possible. Blind people can fall in love as deeply as those with no eyesight issues. But if a blind person can fall in love with someone they've never seen, we can learn from them, can't we? As a model, we can fall in love with someone that we've never seen. See, the world wants to see, always sight-driven. But faith, there is a sight that is a sight of faith. Uh, Paul will say in other letters, he'll say that... Um, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. And looking at the things which are unseen. 
not the things that are walking by faith. Faith is sight. So we can see Jesus by faith. That's why it says, though you do not now see him, you believe in him. Faith is sight. But when we can't see him physically, we can still experience him. We can hear from him. We can meditate on him. We can see him at work in aspects of our life. We can, we can have an, a relationship with him. And that's what having a heart and fire is all about. It's about walking with the Lord. It's that simple. Sometimes they're too complex. We need to get simple. It's about walking with the Lord. Though you, see, though you don't see him, you love him. To grow in your love of Jesus. Anybody can say, I love Jesus. That's what we're meant to say. But are you growing in your desire for him? Are you growing in your wonder of him? Are you learning new things about him? You know, in, in a relationship, in a relationship, you might have a photo of a person. That's fine when you're away from them. You can look at them. But even when you look at the snapshot of the person, you're thinking about your relationship and happy things and things you've gone through together, aren't you? Now, when you're thinking about Jesus, not only do you see him in the Bible, the snapshots of him in the New Testament that give us the clear view of who he is and what he's doing, but also you have an experience with him. He is working in your life even now. You can see him at work and you can see more of him and you can relate to him and all of this is through the Holy Spirit. And then it says, and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. How can you be going through a difficult time and yet still rejoice with joy? Or the phrase is glorified joy. There really is a joy that we need to tap into that is not of this world. I mean, we need it desperately. Because this world is joyless. And the joys of this world fleeting and fainting. Even the neutral joys of this world don't really satisfy. Before we even speak about the illicit joys of this world that actually bring misery. We know that for a while, sin brings pleasure, but there comes a payday for it, doesn't there? But what Peter is saying is that you have a joy that's almost inexpressible. A joy that... You can't even describe in words. I don't know about you, but I want that joy. And, and a joy that you can experience in a difficult period. What's that about? There's something here that we have to ask the Holy Spirit to bring us into. A joy, not an earthly joy, but a joy of knowing a joy of being in love and being loved. There's only two things that humankind was created for, for the, from the human perspective. Humans were created to love and to be loved. To know God and to be known by God. That's what we were created for. And in that is joy. In that is joy, knowing God, knowing his reality, knowing his love, knowing he's in control, knowing that everything that is around us 
is in some way unreal compared to the reality of our God who created the whole thing and keeps it going by the power of his word. And so, Holy Spirit, we come to you tonight and we say, what is this joy that they experienced? must come from you. We ask, Lord, that you will take us to the place of joy. You'll take us to the place of joy. It's not an earthly joy, it's a spiritual joy. Because it's a joy filled with glory, a glorified joy. In other words, it's from heaven. Oh God, Lord, what you're asking us to do, what you're wearing, where you're wanting us to go, we need to taste heavenly delights. We need an experience of you in our lives and we come to you tonight and we ask you for it. We ask that you will begin to move in our hearts and lives. We pray, Lord, that you would come and do great things. Lord, this is a miserable world without you. And even the joys that are legitimate are fleeting earthly joys that will pass away. But Lord, you will never pass away. Your experiences, Lord, they're eternal. Lord, you are the deposit, the guarantee of our inheritance, Holy Spirit. You have come to us, Holy Spirit, on this earth to give those that believe in Jesus a taste, a foretaste of the things to come. Holy Spirit, the only bit of heaven that we will experience on earth comes from you. Without you, there is no experience of heaven, no heavenly delights, no touch of the Spirit. But with you, Lord, we can experience heaven on earth. And that's our prayer, Lord, that your will would be done and that your kingdom would become, your heavenly kingdom would come into our lives. We pray that you would do a great work in our minds. Lord, as we set our minds on the things of the Spirit, not the things of the flesh, we know that as we set our minds on the things of the Spirit, according to Romans 8, we set our, our minds on life. Lord, come in your melting power. You like the wind, you blow where you will, come blow where you want tonight. Come do what you want. Come bring your kingdom, your grace and your mercy into lives this evening. Come strengthen the weak. Heal the brokenhearted. Come encourage the discouraged. Kindle the flame in our hearts, Lord. We wait on you. We wait on the Holy Spirit. Come to do his work in our lives. Trusting in the righteousness of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, we ask you to come, Lord, Work in our lives. Work in our lives. I believe I've got a word. You may be here. You may be on the internet. For someone called Deborah. Is there a Deborah here tonight? In the, if not, I'll just go straight. Deborah. Yeah, Debbie, of course. Deb, Debbie, will you come up on the platform? Thank you, Lord. Come forward. 
Father, we thank you for... Well, we call you Debbie, but the, I'm going to call you Deborah, if that's okay, in this prophetic thing. We thank you for Debbie, Deborah's life, for a service here at KT. But Lord, you've got a word for her, and you're speaking into her life. I see a word of provision. I see a word of provision. There's a, there's a provision that's needed for you that is coming from heaven don't know what that's for. I believe it's a personal provision that God is going to bring some personal provision into your life. And that's going to come in the next few weeks. There's going to be a provision. I don't know how. I don't know what provision, but you'll know it. It's a provision is coming your way. Not only that, but God is going to pour upon you a fresh flood of his spirit. I see him like opening up the heavens above you, Deborah, and I see rain falling, like, a, like one of those massive big power showers with the big circle, you know, where everything gets wet. I just see like, it, I mean, that's not what's shown me, but that's how I, I feel it, a big shower thing. And he's opening it up. He's opening up a ceiling. It's like a ceiling over your life. Not that you put it there, but there's a ceiling over your life. And it's like, yeah, I see like the, uh, the, 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 like them opening the ceiling where they put the paralytic. But I see, that I see something happening where they're going to open. A, there's a ceiling over your life that's going to be open. And there's going to be a hole in that ceiling. And the good thing is, is that down through that is coming floods of the Holy Spirit, showers and showers of Holy Spirit rain are going to wash on you and through you. This is refreshing rain. I just, just, I can feel it even now as I speak it, this refreshing, it's cool and refreshing and invigorating and strengthening and empowering. I can feel it right now, a wonderful, refreshing. It's like there's going to be a refreshment from head to toe in your life. It's just, I know the Bible speaks of seasons and times of refreshing, but along with that provision is going to come such a powerful refreshing in your life. And I just pray, Father, that these things that you're speaking of would come to pass. And if there's any other Deborah watching tonight, we're believing for you as well that you're not watching by accident, but we're praying for you right there, that you too will receive, if this is the Lord, of his grace and his, his mercy. In Jesus' name. Let's open up our hearts to God wide open. Let's lift the sails of our, of our faith. Just play quietly. Lift the sails of our faith. The Lord might lead us wherever he, he wants to go. If, you're, if, if anybody's suffering from... Uh, fibroids or anything like that, ladies, if we want to pray for you, just leave your seat, come onto the platform right now, anybody got fibroid issues or anything like that, just leave where you are, just come on the platform, we're going to pray for you in, the mo- in a moment, Lord Holy Spirit, work amongst us right now, work amongst us right now, just yep, come up on the platform just behind me and just wait for the moment, I'm going to believe God for healing. I was at a service in one of our churches, House of Faith, this morning, and there was a strong anointing for healing 
in, to do with fibroids and everything like that. We're really believing that God got a breakthrough in this area for you. Really believe that in the name of Jesus. So just on the platform where you are, just begin to receive a blessing from the Lord. Just believe that it'll just be falling on you right now. Don't wait for me to lay hands. It's not necessary, but right where you are. We're, and, and those of us in the congregation that see you here, we're praying for you right now. We're, we're not spectating. We're participating. We're praying for those of you on the platform. Pray. It could be your prayer that just releases the blessing. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Grace and mercy. Is grace here? Is grace here tonight, Grace? Grace? Any other Grace? No, it is you, but I'm just wondering, is there anybody else called Grace here tonight? Uh, pardon? Here right now, though, is she here tonight? If you're here, if Grace is here, if she could, thanks, Scott. Any Graces, I'd like you to come out. And I know we got one Mercy. Is there any other people got Mercy in their names? Mercy, come, come out. Has anybody else got mercy in your name? Or grace in your name? It doesn't have to be your first name. Just wave at me. Grace and mercy. God wants to touch you tonight. If you're on the internet, if your name's grace or mercy, God wants to touch you tonight. I still feel bad about last week. Grace and mercy. Just come out here, please. Grace or mercy? <laughs> so we got grace, grace and two mercies. And we're just checking to see if grace is in, is it is up there counting your offering? Because <laughs> it works in finance, bless her. Grace and mercy. Hallelujah. You know, this isn't just, we're gonna, I'm going to prophesy over you in a few moments grace and the two mercies but this is God also speaking to us tonight because it's a twin grace and mercy is a twin she here Roger she, she's gone that's cool that's alright grace and mercy are twins grace absolutely undeserved favour of God mercy Grace is where we stand. God, God, grace is God's attitude to us, right? He loves you. Grace, undeserved. Everything you get from God is undeserved. But mercy, mercy takes place in your daily situation. In the things that you're going through. God, give me mercy at work today. I've got, I've got a difficult boss. God, give me mercy. My child is ill. Be merciful in this situation. God, have mercy on this situation, mercy on that situation. But God, you are a God of grace. It's his attitude towards us. So grace is his disposition towards us. And mercy, you know, his mercy is on you every day. Mercy is the application of grace. And so God wants you to come to him. I see it now. The throne of mercy. The mercy seat is open. The mercy seat is open. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying. For grace. Come boldly to the throne of God to obtain grace. The mercy seat. The mercy seat was in the tabernacle. 
And that's where the place where the blood was. And that's from that mercy seat, that's where God applied the blood of Jesus into doing merciful acts in our lives. And sometimes, if somebody was in danger of being killed, whether they were a priest or not, they would run to the mercy seat and grab what they call the horns of the altar and just cling for mercy in the situation that, they, that they're in. And the Holy Spirit is graciously telling us in this evening tonight that his, it is every night, but prophetically and specially tonight, the mercy seat is open. We, we can come and we can come anytime, but the Holy Spirit, when he invites us for a special time to come for a merciful act. So whatever our petitions are to this evening, there's an anointing that God is going to be merciful in our lives. Acts of grace, just where you need them, grace. Amen? Just lift your hands to the Lord, grace, just to receive mercies. The mercies doing it too. I prophesy over you, grace, the mercy of God. I prophesy God's enabling in your life. I prophesy open doors for you in your circumstances. I prophesy the mercy of God in relationship matters, family matters, and financial matters. Let God's merciful acts come into your life in the name of Jesus. May you find mercy in the things that you're calling for right now, the things in your life. May you see the hand of mercy in your life, grace. You that are called grace, may you now receive mercy. I pray for the mercies here tonight. I pray for you on the left and the right. I pray for you and I bless you with the grace of God, the blessing of God. Grace, did you come out for fibroids as well? Or did you come out for the next? You, ah, great, sorry, mercy. You came out, Grace. Yes, well, in the name of Jesus, we pray for you and we say, we, we, we receive your healing from fibroids in the name of Jesus. Everybody else that's on this platform, receive a healing touch in respect to fibroids. May the mercies of God come to you now at your point of need and at your point of suffering. We stand with you. You're not alone. We stand with you as a congregation. And we ask the Lord to bring mercies into your body and to bring healing power right where you are, Lord. Let there be a stream of mercy, Lord, to your daughters that are here. We pray, Father, that you will release healing power. Chris, would you lay hands? Come up and lay hands. Scott, just come up and lay hands on, on, on the... Release, Lord, your healing power. Let healing power come. Healing power. We speak to fibrosis and we break its power by the grace and mercy of God. Release, Lord, your healing, delivering power. Touch mercies, Lord, right now, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Give them a fresh experience of your glorious love. Hear their prayers, Lord, as they come to you. They weren't named by accident. They were named on purpose. So, Lord, that which they're struggling with, that where there seems no breakthrough or grace, we speak grace and mercy into the difficult areas of your life, into the opposition areas of your life.
We speak a word into your life's mercies of where there is difficulty and opposition, where, where there is no breakthrough. We speak breakthrough and grace to come into your life that God will oil the wheels of grace. Oil, do you have any children, Grace? Who do you? Are, how old? One's 23. One is 14. Are they both walking with the Lord? Is the 23-year-old walking with the Lord? Yeah? Are there any difficulties? Is she going through a difficulty, the 23-year-old, or not? Is she doing okay? She's all right. Good. What are their names again? Karen. Kasia. Lord, we lift up Karen and Kasia to you. We pray from this platform a blessing upon those lives. Karen at university. What's she studying? Masters in animation. Father, we pray for Karen. She did a masters in animation. We pray that you'll give a great ability, great favor great anointing right where she is Lord bring her through and better be great blessing upon her and the other daughter Kasia secondary school we pray for Kasia Lord we bless her right where she is we strengthen her and put a wall of fire around her cause her to prosper and cause this family to be blessed in the name of Jesus hallelujah let's just all stand together and just begin Call upon the Lord of mercy and grace. Just right where you are, just call upon the Lord for mercy and grace. The mercy seat is open, you can come to it. There's a special window of the Holy Spirit's ministry tonight, an extra special one. There's always a window, but He is leading us today and He's saying, that he's moving in mercy and grace. So whatever area of your life needs mercy, I want you to bring it to him right now. It might be a situation or a circumstance. It might be a relationship that's broken. It might be something that you're struggling with on the inside. But you need mercy might be something that's... Is there anybody that's got a job interview this coming week? You've got a job interview. Would you come down and pray for mercy? Job interview. Where, wait, where is it? Is that, is that really on your heart? We're going to pray. Hallelujah. You're coming out. Job interview? Your husband, you, yep, you can come up. If you've got a job, you're coming up for your husband, that's fine. Oh, sorry, keep, just keep, keep, don't get, not sorry, don't get, yeah, not you, but let's not get distracted because God's got things for you right there. Let's see if we can have one ear and one eye on what God's doing in others and get the overflow and the blessing on where you are because there's things that God wants to touch your life in. He's not forgotten you tonight. His mercy seat is open for everyone here and on the internet. On the internet, don't just watch. Speak to him. There's things you need mercy. I need mercy. There's parts of, there's 
things that I need mercy for. I'm asking for them right now while I'm praying for others. I'm saying, Lord, please, can I have mercy in this area, please? Can I, can I have mercy? Can I have a merciful act? A merciful act. That's what we're asking for. The Holy Spirit is saying, I'm coming with merciful acts. Hallelujah. Grace and mercy. If you can stay on the platform, just move along a little bit. Okay, who's for here for jobs? Okay, just come so I can identify you. We've got a job interview this week. You're looking. All right. All right, what's your first name? Huh? Fatu. We're gonna, I'm just going to pray mercy and blessing on you. We have the worship team up right now. And I'm going to do that, and we're going to... Um, We're going to sing Yahweh, I think, because we're going to call on the name of the Lord. And remember, in the Old Testament, wherever you see in capital letters, L-O-R-D, the word is Yahweh. And so remember that. So whenever you read in the Old Testament, capital L-O-R-D, the word in the Hebrew is Yahweh. And, and do you know what? I've got to say, do you know what the word Yahweh means? So this isn't by accident. This is obviously... Fit. The word Yahweh means this. I will be to you what you need me to be. What a name of God. I will be to you what you need me to be. Not I will be to you what you want me to be. Because sometimes our wants aren't good for us. But I'll tell you what. Your God, when you're calling out Yahweh, when you're worshipping Yahweh, you are, set, you are worshipping the God who will be to you what you need him to be whatever that need is and that goes along with the Holy Spirit saying that there's a, an altar for merciful, merciful acts tonight so therefore as you praise you lift up the people you lift up the situation maybe the Holy Spirit it wouldn't surprise me will tell you the merciful act he's going to do. Maybe he will put on your heart, and we can go to him with what we want him to do, but maybe he will speak to you and say, I'm going to help you in that area. I'm going to do it in there. This is the merciful act. You're a child of God. You can hear God speak. As we worship him, let the Holy Spirit come. Speak of merciful acts. Let's worship the Lord.